Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. It's happening. We're here. F- football is underway. Uh, shitty start to the season, though, I will say. Josh Allen got a lot of his mistakes hidden by a great Buffalo Bills defense. MVP. I wouldn't say that. MVP. All that and more on this episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gase deserves another chance. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round. All right, thanks for joining us, uh... For another one. A little candlelight visual here for the Rams fucking defense who didn't show up. Candlelight visual, yeah. No, no or kidding. anyone but Cooper Cup, I guess, is the way you could put it. And even even his day was helped out by that fucking garbage time, like, 50-yarder that he had. Yeah, which I turned the Bullshit. game off for and found out this morning on Fantasy Football when I checked my team and saw that he actually had 25 points. Yeah, you see he's got 13 receptions <laughs> yeah. for 130 yards. Shocker. I don't know that he'll ever give the reception lead back. So, <laughs> especially with not. how it looked last night. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get fucking Darren Waller going out there getting 19 targets again this All week. Right. Or what a but... game by Diggs though, too. Buffalo looked pretty solid offensively. Yeah. Allen completed his first 10 passes, and I think his pick was basically a drop by his wide receiver into the other guy's hands. Yeah, the first one was. Yeah. Um, so on a, Josh Allen looked good. I will say, unfortunately, Buffalo. And I'm saying this not just because I'm wearing a Buffalo sweatshirt right now. Buffalo looked legit. That Especially, defense was yeah, fucking good without Trey White and Josh Allen was like they were the offense not just Josh Allen but the offense was moving the ball at will. He just seemed so in control of that offense no. and with another year being able to see every look and scheme that he's seen, he's just going to become more comfortable. So I think going forward, the wide receivers in Buffalo are extremely safe bets. Even oh, Isaiah yeah. McKenzie. They they talked about on the broadcast last night too, where you know Allen's starting to get to the point in his career now. He's comfortable making throws like checkdowns and things plays that he wouldn't have been making yep. as a young quarterback because yep. he was trying to hang on to the ball and, and trying to make the big play yep. and force force bad throws but he's not making those decisions like that anymore which just makes him so much more dangerous and Devin Singletary also very much benefits from that and Moss looked really good too which is uh was a, sh- a shock to me I thought it was going to be Singletary and Cook but then yeah Cook fumbled fumble. the ball and mm-hmm. um that they could have a three-headed running back group where you don't know each week who it's going to be that ends up scoring the touchdown but um Man, they looked good. Yeah, I, I was. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm ecstatic going forward about how yeah, you, my team looks right now. You you couldn't have played that game too much better in LA couple, too. Yeah, outside of a couple uh, couple bad plays. So OBJ there. should sign with Buffalo probably tomorrow or the next day. Get himself a second ring. Why not? Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, he went to the game. Probably said whoever wins this, I'm signing with. So yeah, if OBJ ends up in Buffalo late in the year, um, Isaiah McKenzie's season's going to be shot because OBJ's taking that spot. Absolutely. So. Get what you can in McKenzie right now if you got him on your roster. Honestly, I think. And then dish him after like six weeks. <laughs> he's a very viable option going forward, though. I Cole definitely. Beasley had an incredible amount of success in the slot last year with Emmanuel Sanders on the outside with Diggs. And I think Isaiah McKenzie's a younger, better version. He reminds me a lot of like a Jamison Crowder. Yeah. And Crowder just also happens to be on that team. Right. So, no, so what better guy to learn from than the guy who did it for 10 years and was like a good version of a roster pirate who flew under the radar and was on a lot of rosters when guys were like, why the fuck are we keeping this guy? But he's consistent and gets the job done when he's out there. Yeah, for PPR, Jameson Crowder's been 
a legitimate, you know, fantasy asset for basically his entire career. Yeah, he's not going to blow the doors off you by any means, but he'll have decent games, and he get, he's consistent with a like a decent floor. Correct. Reminds me of like early Miami Jarvis, where you knew you were going to get at least ten targets. Yeah, when he played in places like New York, I'm talking about. Um, Jameson Crowder now, like when right. he was with the Jets. But when he gets that guaranteed floor, he produces. It's just a matter of if he gets the opportunity or not. Yep. No, he's And, and, and I think Isaiah McKenzie is going to do the same I, thing. I here. think McKenzie's going to be a great, like, cheap waiver pickup. Oh, hell yeah. Wide receiver three for a lot mm-hmm. of people. For sure. I've picked him up off the waivers in a couple leagues that I have um, an open bench spot, and I'm, I'm going to hang on to him. And when it comes um, to taking flyers at the end, it's tough not to – pick the slot receiver on arguably the best offense in football with right. what's left at this point when you get you get to be late in a draft or on your first waiver target or something it's like okay shit what, man yeah your target's got to be somebody in a high-powered offense it should be because if the opportunity is going to be there at some point yeah for them. you so. make an educated guess and you roll with it and honestly betting on as much as it hurts to say probably the most well-rounded team in football yeah it's not a bad place to be for sure um before we get into uh, some of the weekly rankings, week or matchups and things like that, um, we should probably because it's been a while since we've recorded one of these, um, cover a few of the injuries because there's been a lot of news lately. Yes, sir. Um, I think for me, the one I have the most interest in is probably the Chris Godwin front, just because I have invested in him in a leak or two. Um, game time decision for Sunday. I'm actually kind of surprised he's going to be even in the cards for week one, but I'm happy to hear it. Um, I think the minute he steps back in at 100%, he's going to be fantasy viable, so whoever drafted him probably got a great deal on him. Um, Us. Correct. <laughs> oh, oh. We got dollar. him for a buck in an auction league. Yeah, what $200 a steal. auction for a dollar. I'll take that every day. Um, so that's that's a big one. Um, well, uh, there's there's plenty of them out here. We can Ertz, talk yeah, about Ertz didn't play on th- or didn't practice on Thursday. He wasn't even at practice. So for a tight end situation, you probably wasted a middle round pick on Ertz because he's one of the better tight ends outside of the first tier. Yep, you need to be looking at waivers. That you do. Uh, Juju said he's fully healed. I'm just kind of going to go down the list here for mm-hmm. a little bit. So Juju's back to form. Uh, Michael Thomas is a game time decision. Which when, what's new? Right. So <laughs> he's been a game time decision for what three years? <laughs> yes, for sure. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but I do think he'll play for mm-hmm. what it's worth. I do yeah, think he's going to play. Um, I mean, they're leaning towards yes right now. So what Michael Thomas we get here will be yeah. a big telltale sign of how the season goes. But I just, I don't know, man. If you get healthy Michael Thomas, is he going to be able to produce at what he was at? I don't I think, see why not. He's had two years off, basically. He Yeah, I, I think the Saints, and we can get into this more when we talk about sure. their matchup yep. this week, but I think... Um, I don't think he'll be the Michael Thomas of Old, three years ago, yeah. but I do think he's going to be valuable. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Alan Lazard is looking, what, doubtful, I think? Is yeah, the they were, right I, yeah, they said doubtful, he's, so most likely he's not playing. Yep, he's probably out. Um, also for the Packers, Christian Watson has been cleared for week one. Not that I think it's going to matter much. I don't think he's really fantasy relevant at this point in his career, but um, God damn, dude, that Green Bay receiving core without Lazard, even with him, is not great. Yeah, Dubes and Watson. Out. Dude, Sammy Watkins is probably going to end up having like a classic Sammy Watkins game. Yeah, I mean, he was going to either way. It's week one. <laughs> he knows what to do. Because it's, it's him, it's Romeo Dobbs, and fucking Randall Cobb. Yeah. And Rodgers, you might see a big game from Cobb, too, just because uh, of Well, the that's that. See, Rogers. that's what I was talking about with Trevor earlier, is I thought 
Cobb had the best viable option, but I think anything red zone wise, it's going straight to Tanyan every time. Yeah. Is, and has Tanyan been cleared? He's playing for sure. I have not looked at that recently because I don't own him on any rosters. No, I don't own him on any rosters either. Um, but if he's there, because I know coming he's off a huge red zone target anyways, and taking one, obviously Devontae not being there, and now two taking Lazard out of it, who is a jump ball guy as well. And Tanyan was always a really like viable red zone threat when he was healthy mm-hmm. anyway. He had 10 touchdowns two years ago. Sure. You know? Um, uh, let's see. George Kittle is uh, listed as questionable. He, they said he's most likely going to be held out, though. It, most likely held mm-hmm. out. Probably going to be precautionary. And they are playing what? Um, fuck, who was it? San Fran? Yeah. I can't remember. Now. Uh, that actually is a great question. I don't know that I know who they play oh, as well. It's, it's, it's a good matchup. Like It should be an easy win for them. Uh, oh, the Bears. Oh, sure. They shouldn't need to play him against the Bears. You'd hope not. I don't think for for that reason. I think Kittle doesn't play. I think they go run heavy and they just get out with a win and try to cross their fingers and hope nobody else gets hurt. Yeah, especially when you're, he's going to be a main guy going forward to help in the run game as well. He's just as valuable, if not more valuable, in the run game as he is in the pass game. Right, right. So if you are worried about anything getting injured further going down the road, he's a huge part of your game plan. I have no problem sitting him against Chicago. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one that's going to interest you because I know you love this guy, Miles uh, mm-hmm. Gaskin. Yeah. Not listed on the injury report. Wow, breaking so, news. He's he, running back 17 on he, that roster. Is so. he cracking your lineup this week? No, he's not. He's fucking. No, no Gaskin for you. He okay. might be on the practice squad <laughs> where he should be in fucking Miami, too. Oh, man. Uh, sticking with. Now you got me all riled up. <laughs> uh, sticking with the theme of Miami, Jalen Waddle is expected to play week one. Um, that's good news. Obviously, we'll be able to see what the real version of that offense is going to look like, especially with Mostert and Edmonds being there as well. I'm really honestly excited to see how Miami plays this year. Yeah. I, I truthfully am all in on the fact that they're going to go all speed and Mostert's going to end up taking that backfield, but I have no idea. I'm curious to see what they look like because on paper I think they should be good, but they also, because Tua, strike me as a team that – could also disappoint. Oh yeah, for sure. I I just I truly have no idea what to think about Miami. Uh, Kenneth Walker misses another practice. Good news for Rashad Penny. Yeah, Penny's going to be very very valuable. I think until Walker comes back, and even after he comes back for the first few weeks, because he's coming off a, a hernia, mm-hmm. and I believe he had to have her surgery on that. Um, that's not something to fuck around with, you know. Um, so I I Penny's going to be. I mean, he should be in your starting lineup if you've got him. Um, yeah, I think so too. With Kenneth Walker being ruled out, I just don't know how much. I think they're going to get shit on by the, the, the matchups it's are gonna not going to be, be good. It's not going to be a good matchup. It's a lot of tough running back matchups this week. Yeah, it's not you, Penny. You're never going to be excited about who Seattle's playing against just because they're not good. And you probably know that when you drafted him and had that feeling in your stomach where shit, I panicked and took Rashad Penny. Um, but <laughs> and I, I do have him in at least. Well, I got have him in one league. Yeah, um, totally comfortable starting him. Because, yeah, this week for sure. Because I'm all aboard that. You know, it's his it's his backfield and they're It's really gonna no be else. tough sledding against that defense, but he's the only option. Yep. Yep. Um James Robinson back to hundred percent. That I, really intrigues me too with Etienne coming back off injury. Yeah, I, I want to know what they're gonna do there. Yeah. Who's gonna too. be the starter, like the, the quote unquote starter? And they play and Washington, who had a really tout or stout run defense last year. I think they averaged four point one against the run, which was good for seventh or eighth in the league yeah i want to i want to know what the split's going to be right off the bat with those two because um a lot of people were really high on etn this year and i was too. also do they I know does am. doug pearson know is he just going to ride the hot hand like he did in philly in years past that's the thing i th- i think 
of the two of them, ETN is by far the choice for me. I, I, I truthfully, I don't have a ton of interest in Robinson, mm-hmm. but it, it's mostly based on the fact that I think ETN has got the the upside with the sure. passing game. He's going to get the targets. Out but of even when Doug had his best success, he was running a three headed monster in the backfield right. using Corey Clement and everybody else as well. So. Boston Scott, I believe, was still there during the Super Bowl run, wasn't he? Uh, I think he would have yeah. been. He would have been pretty yeah. early on his career, yeah. but I think he was there. But he used a lot. I mean, he's just been known. He's never really had a solo running back outside of. No. Was Shady? Maybe was his last one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If if Shady was. And that was Shady after Buffalo. Right. So. I, for, I forget um, even when Peterson was there and if he would have overlapped with McCoy or not. I, I don't yeah. even remember. That or DeMarco. But he ruined yeah. DeMarco, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other injuries that we need to talk about? I can't. Uh, got we covered. Dobbin's status to be determined Friday. That'll be interesting, especially with Kenyon Drake in the mix. How I, much are they going to be able to use him? How much of the playbook does he know, especially if Dobbins doesn't play? I think they ease Dobbins in. So even if he's healthy, I don't think he's going to get a full workload sure. week one. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, Ravens, actually, it's breaking news here. Ravens are to use a committee approach at running back this week. That's, so it's going to be ride the hot hand. So yeah, Even if he's healthy, that's kind of what I expect. Uh, Rondell Moore's undergoing an MRI. That might be big news for A.J. Green fans who still like that dinosaur. Yeah. Um, I don't like There's that. just a huge void there with D-Hop out, and if Rondell doesn't play either, that's, it'll be an Actually, that could be huge for Hollywood Brown owners. Yes, because, agree. shit, man, A.J. Brown, you can't rely on him to be a 10 12 target guy or at least you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. and you know hollywood's got the connection with kyler so obviously they got chemistry um and with Ertz out it's like shit man who are you gonna throw the ball about it yeah and hopefully hollywood holds up james connor and hollywood brown it's those are gonna be the two two weapons so yeah if if you have either one of those two that's it's probably it's gonna be fucking yeah life by force fed is basically what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. so Outside of that, Debo got removed off the report, so we don't have to go too much into that. He's cleared to go. You're starting Debo if you have him, obviously. Um, but outside of that, I think that's basically the major fantasy notes that we need to cover. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else from the injury standpoint. I mean, we kind of talked about Bill's Bill's Rams uh, last night, so we don't need to really rehash no. that. I think uh, if you are ready for it, we can just jump right into some... To the noon games, Some baby. of the schedules, yeah. And we're going to go through these each game one by one, but we're going to try to keep it as brief as we can and go just, over the matchups we like if yeah. we prefer that over and then there's you know what do as we, we go down the field say this first game we're talking new orleans atlanta and we say we like elvin kamara but then we get down to san fran at chicago and we really like someone from either team there we'll probably try to specify whether we like that player more than like a kamara at whatever situation yeah we got 15 games i believe to cover so it's like we'll try to keep these short and concise so there's yeah. going to be players we probably miss we might not bring up at all oh, trust but, me we're not missing um, buddy we're <laughs> dialed in it's week one boys all right where you want to start uh let's just start right at the top of the noon games new orleans at atlanta okay um, Mariota goes for 400 here. All right. I think we can finish this thing up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the, the newest episode. Um, uh, this game's going to be a blowout. I think New Orleans is going to yep. mollywop them, to yep. be quite honest with you. I yep. think Kyle Pitts has a good game. I do think Kyle Pitts has a good game. He probably has to. I mean, Yeah. Um, Mariota loves his tight ends. Kyle Pitts had over 1,000 yards last year, I think, with having Drake London in the mix now, too. There's just another youthful guy that they don't know too much about game film wise, where it's going to free up options for both of them in the pass offense because they're not going to double probably either of them. Yeah, I think 
Atlanta, Pitts is the only guy I want any part of this week. Um, on the New Orleans side of things, anybody in that offense, whether whether it's Kamara, um, if you have Michael Thomas, if you're feeling ballsy, um, if he Olave plays, is a flex. I love Olave. I love Olave over Landry. Landry's I'm, a number three yeah, target so. on that offense for me every day of the week, wide receiver wise. I, I take Olave every day of the week. I don't know him. what their depth chart says. I wouldn't be shocked if they have Landry listed as the two, but Olave is the number two receiver there. And realistically, they both can play the slot. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm like, if you have a, any piece of the Saints, specifically Kamara, but if you have any piece of the Saints, feel comfortable firing on any of those. Yeah, um, I agree with that. It's uh, defense wise, I might start the New Orleans defense. I would 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's in a dome, so it's controlled weather too. Granted, it be Atlanta, but they're used to playing in a controlled playing field, playing at the dome for as long as they have. Yeah. So I am a okay with the New Orleans defense. Saints, here. Saints defense is probably going to be in my top three or four defenses this week. I think if I had to rank them out, uh, they I'd just they'd tell be me there. you don't like Marcus. God they've, damn. Saints defense is good anyway, and the Atlanta offense is not. Um, so that that's really all. All it comes down to Mariota for comeback player of the year. Book it. It's probably okay. like plus twelve thousand right now, but probably. Um, I think we can probably roll right into the yep. next game. I'm not yep. sure that I have too much more to cover there between those teams. Good division matchup though. Those games are usually tighter than you think they're going to be. So it, yeah, that is fair. It's a division game. So. I don't know that it'll be a blowout, but I could see New Orleans winning like twenty three ten. Yeah, I think there could be in any of these games. A little bit of sloppiness to start because a lot oh, yeah. of these guys haven't played much in the preseason anymore. Mm-hmm. So too, so like there could be some kinks to iron out. But the Saints win handily. Exhibit whether. A: Tennessee in Week One last year, losing thirty-eight to fucking seven. <laughs> Saints are going to win. It might not be a forty to ten game, but they're going to win. Or sorry, thirty-eight to ten. My bad. Still horrible. Worse than last night. Put it that way. It's worse, <laughs> worse loss than last night's game. Uh, so yeah, so now we get to the Baker Extraordinaire event. I can't wait for this game. Love it. Cleveland's going to Carolina. So Baker gets to play at home. It would be a whole, I'd be even more excited if they went to Cleveland. Holy shit. Would I love that? Baker going back to the dog pound. Technically it's home via state farm or whatever insurance agency he does. All state. I don't know what he is. State farm. Well, they're good at relocating. That's all. That's all I'll say. They found him a new home. I think Carolina is going to sneakily come out of this game with a win. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think their defense is good enough to stop the Browns' offense since they don't have... The Browns are a shit show right now without yeah. Watson. Cooper's going to be a non-factor because of it, in my be, opinion. It's going to be a run-heavy game for the Browns. So and I love line. Carolina's defense. Yeah. Like, I'm in love with their front seven. Carolina's defense is pretty good. The Browns, it's going to be a run-heavy game. Obviously, Chubb's in your lineup. Kareem Hunt, I'm totally okay with throwing him in the flex. Cooper at wideout. I'm kind of, I'm gonna, I'm waiting and I'm gonna wait and see on him. I'm not putting him in my lineup yet. Um, he is he, a solid wide receiver though. It's, we're not denying the talent here. This opportunity that he I'm, has though is just not nearly as good as it's been in years past. I'm denying the talent of Jacoby Brissett more so than I am Cooper. Um, I'm, hey man, I'm, that guy saved the Colts when Andrew Luck was hurt. Kind of. No, he didn't. He was horrible. <laughs> Um, I mean, let's just put it this way. I was pumped that he was starting when the Titans yeah, played him, so he can't much. be that good. Uh, Browns, outside of the two running backs, I'm not really touching any of it yet. The offensive line is still pretty good, but it's going to be run heavy. They're gonna, that's how they're going to try to get in and win. Um, Carolina, if the Browns' defense wasn't quite as good as they are, because I do think they're a pretty good defense too, if mm-hmm. the Browns' defense is like it's McCaffrey, you know, middle, middle of the road, I think Baker would shit all over him. I, think I still think he's going to play well. I think he will. I don't think he's going to go for 350 and four touchdowns, but 
I think he should make a statement and fire the first pass right at Robbie Anderson's shins and say, do you want a catchable ball? You should probably top, stop talking shit. I think he's going to throw 20 times to McCaffrey out of the backfield. Yeah. 20 more times to DJ Moore. I'm very curious as to how McCaffrey will do against that front seven. Uh, I think they'll find ways to get him out in space and try to get him the ball. But Yeah. Well, do you, um, well, is, is his shin cut going to heal? It, it's probably already guy's healed. such a baby. He rubbed some dirt on it. He made it through practice. He's all right. What, is he out four weeks then after rubbing dirt on his shin? Um, only if it got infected. But wait, <laughs> Probably <some>. did. <laughs> um, um, I just I love McCaffrey as a player, but the injury concern is just too real for me there in that offense, and I don't see any sign of them trying to lessen his workload. They're going to kill him. I am riding the McCaffrey train. I know you are. <laughs> I'm going down with and that And I shit. love it. I think he's going to produce incredibly until the inevitable happens. Yeah. It, and yeah, you can say it can happen to anyone, but just based on the usage rate and the situations they put him in, it's not like he's built like Derrick Henry where he can handle big hits and it's all downhill. They're putting him in space where he's getting hit by linebackers. And I, I don't know. I just I don't love it. There are two outcomes for McCaffrey this year, and there's only two it's outcomes. It's boomer bust. Baby. He's the number one running back or he's the number 50 running back. Of boomer bust <laughs> is Christian McCaffrey, and he will give you an anxiety attack all year long. He, there is no chance that he's going to finish in RB2 territory if he plays the whole season. I agree. You'll yell, get up Christian McCaffrey at least five <laughs> times this year. Every time he gets hit, you're going to be you're sitting on the breath. edge of your seat. Uh-huh. And it's just, I, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. I have enough stress with five fantasy teams that I don't need a heart attack. That's the type of gamble I am willing to take. Yeah, I mean, those are I'm the type of gambles thrills. that win leagues. I'm here for the thrills, baby. So... I'm obviously you're not not starting him. Double negative. Love that you're starting McCaffrey until he can't play, which is week three. But I think this is a great opportunity for him. I think he's inevitably about as close as you can get to matchup proof in this league. Pretty much, yeah, I think so. Um, anything else from this game? I I mean DJ Moore, you're starting him. I don't know That's, that I'd start either D either. Uh, pro- I probably wouldn't start either. The revenge game um, is going to count for something. I don't know at Cleveland. If I'm starting a defense here and leading Cleveland, I would have hammered the Browns defense. I would have, before but I think Carolina is going to steal this game. I do. I do too. I think Carolina will win. I think before Baker got traded, I would have the Browns defense would have been my number one matchup of the week sure. because Sam Darnold that offense against a Browns defense mm-hmm. is pretty good. I would have been all aboard that, but now that they got Baker, it's the revenge factor. Um, I'm, yeah, he's got something I've to prove. Softened on that, it's so. about more than just, and he's oh, yeah. always been about proving. I want to see Baker first touchdown pass he throws, just double middle fingers to the fucking uh, GM, or up just grab his crotch somewhere. like he did at Oklahoma. Yeah. that would be elite. I want to see him go grab the fucking. Carolina. This man's about to leave this game with less money than he came in with because he's going to catch like eight fines. I want to see him go grab the Carolina flag after this game and plant it right in the middle of the Brown sideline. Oh, I would love that. I would oh. love every part of that. It would be spectacular. I'd love it. <laughs> I sure hope it happens. All right. Anyways, to the third noon game in the slot, the Fox game or the second Fox game, San Fran at Chicago. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but... Good night, Chicago. I'm already looking forward to next season if I'm a Bears fan. Oh yeah, you're you're and praying for Justin Fields' health and safety. If I'm a if I'm a Bears fan this year, honestly, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm hoping they tank. I'm hoping they sit Justin Fields. Don't let him get hurt. <laughs> Who's the backup? I'm, Let him get drilled. If I'm a Bears fan, sign want, Blaine Gabbard and just take the L. That's I want the number need. one pick, and I want to say, all right, let's let's look to the future, and hopefully Field shows some signs of improvement. But there's not enough talent there to to really win a lot of games as is. So it's not like even if he takes a big step forward, 
It's not like he's they're going to be winning eight, nine right? games. What if Chicago gets the first overall pick, but Fields plays the whole year? Do you go quarterback in that draft? I think it depends on how he plays. Shit, yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, he plays middle of the road. <clears throat> Ugh, man. Like, 22 touchdowns, 15 picks, and 3,500 yards. I think it's a new GM and a new head coach. Who didn't draft him? Who didn't draft him. That's where I'm at. Yeah, so, so see ya. <laughs> uh, um, the, since we're talking about the Bears, realistically, there's two, maybe three-ish guys that are start-worthy. It depends on what your feelings are on, on them. David Their Montgomery, secondary did get worse. Yeah, David, David Montgomery's probably in people's starting lineups. He's an out for me, though, but he's probably yeah. only in your starting lineup because you don't have anybody. I, I am not advocating for people to start him. What I'm saying is if you invested in David Montgomery, he's probably your running back two or three. Yeah, you have to play him. And, and at that point, you feel obligated to play him. That or you just know you have no better options. Correct. Unless you snuck a Damian Pierce in there Correct. or something like yep. that. So I'm... I'm not saying you should be starting him. I'm saying that there's a lot of people that probably are. It's okay. But if you have a bench option that's like a Pierce that you got late, mm-hmm. play him instead. I'm staying away from Elijah Mitchell. I don't know what they're going to do. He He's not bad, me. but I think Debo... I still think they're using Debo the same way they did. I don't, I don't yeah. think Debo cares if he gets the ball, to be honest. Why would you? He's Look, he's listed as a wide receiver. He's going to get paid like a wide receiver. And then. what part about last year wasn't fun or successful for him? You know what I right. mean? Like, there's no way he didn't have fun getting the ball as many times as he did. Look, these guys, they have egos. And I'm not saying he has, like, a crazy ego. What I'm saying is these guys, players in general, They all have, have natural-born egos. They've been the best player on their football team they, until now. They for want their, the their fucking ball. Lives. Yep. And if that means he's got to take eight carries out of the backfield... I, I don't give a fuck. Give me the ball. Yeah, give me right. the fucking ball and watch what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to use him mostly the same as well. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I'm... I'm not low on him by any means. I'm not low on him. I'm also I'm a little worried because I just don't know what to think with San Francisco's running back situation ever. They... Like, last year he was came out of nowhere. The year before that, it was, what, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert was hurt... They've had a different number one running back for, what, the last three years in a row, I think. A different leading rusher. Excuse me. Um, I, I believe it's three years in a row they've had a different leading rusher each year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I do think Mitchell's the guy. But, again, this year they drafted a running back in the third round. Like, that's just kind of what they do. And they churn through guys. And whoever kind of – whatever cream rises to the top in that running back room, they roll with that guy. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan's – the king of just using what works. He's very mm-hmm. Belichickian. If it's that's what if, the game plan is this week and it's working, I'm not going to deviate from it regardless of it, who my best players it, are. But if it's Tyrion Davis-Price comes in and takes a couple snaps and all of a sudden he breaks off some big runs and he gets hot, he's going to play. Yeah. So that's that's where my concern is with Mitchell. You're still playing him. But um, on the Bears, I'm I'm okay with starting Darnell Mooney just on target volume alone. Uh I'm, I feel the same way about Cole Komet at tight end. I think because of they have such a lack of passing options, those two are going to be the top guys pretty much every game on a team that's not going to be very good. Um, so I think there's going to be tons of volume. You got to be, you got to limit your expectations on the upside. Um, there will be weeks where they score, but yep. it will be limited. Yep. And you know what you're really banking on is 10, 12, 15 targets because they're losing, which should happen a lot. <laughs> Um, Speaking of losing, could probably roll into the next game. Yeah. Cincy at Pittsburgh. 
This is going to be a good game, I think. Or Pittsburgh at Cincy. Hell no, it's not going to be a oh, good game. It should be a good one. No. Steelers defense is pretty good, and it's a divisional game. These these games are always yeah, tight. Steelers defense is good. You see the Bengals offense? <laughs> and they have nothing on the offensive side. About that. Their defense may be good for the first half until they're on the field for 75% of the snaps. I think it's going to end up being like a 27-24 type of game. I think Cincy wins by at least 10. At least. I think they could beat have the breaks off Pittsburgh. It's in Cincy. They, after everything that just happened last year, there's a huge expectation set. They in will Cincinnati. be motivated. I, I do think they're going to be motivated because they've gotten better. Their offensive line's <clears throat> pretty good now, and yeah. that's they've miles gotten, beyond what you could have said last year. They have gotten better on a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So, so I mean, should have the, taken Sewell, but the logic is there. If you want to say that, okay, they sh- they should be just pounding a lot of the teams they play this year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue with that. Um, I think it's a statement it's, game. It's not your fucking division anymore, Tomlin. I really think that's what it is. Well, we'll see. I'm still going to be kind of watching. I'm excited. Um, a lot of these games I'm excited for just based on past seasons, players moving teams, revenge game. I just think there's a lot of good matchups from like an entertainment perspective this week. T. Higgins or Jamar Chase this week? We got Jamar Chase by a mile. Because honestly, they, they're not that far apart. Higgins Higgins didn't have the touchdowns that Chase had last year. Yeah, but he I could, agree. He could easily end up having the same type of season that Jamar Chase had last yeah, year. Yeah, but he's just the big play. I think Jamar Chase will always be the number one producer in that talent, offense. The chemistry is just there. That's true. And talent-wise, I would say Jamar Chase is probably a step or two above where mm-hmm. Higgins is. But T. Higgins is incredible. The only reason T. Higgins isn't looked at as good as he is is because of that offense. Yeah. If T. Higgins is anywhere else and has that season, T. Higgins is a bona fide number one. Yep. Um. I do think Higgins could be a nice play just because he's not facing number one coverage all the time. Um, No, I agree. Especially if he goes vertical, he's not going to get any safety help on his looks either because if if, um, Jamar Chase goes vertical, safety help immediately focuses him. That leaves the under route for T. Higgins, and he's good after the catch. And he's just a hell – his catch radius is nuts. T. Higgins has made some crazy catches. He's like 6'4". He's a big guy. I still think about the catch he made – when they, they played the Titans two years ago in the regular season when they were shit. It was after, I think it was Burrow's rookie year. I don't know if Burrow was hurt yet or not. I don't think he was. Sure. And T. Higgins just, it was like a slant route, like a drag route across the field, got thrown behind his back, and he was getting blocked. He snapped his head around and just, I, I can't even explain it. You just have to watch. It was, it was just such an impressive catch. It was like on the degree of difficulty that CD's Lamb CD Lamb's catch against Minnesota was. Where he was fully extended vertical. Yeah, that was fucked. It's just like it was like one of those catches where it doesn't look crazy, crazy good, but you realize how hard of a catch it was, and he just made it look easy. And I'm, ever since then, I've had nothing but respect for T. Higgins. Yeah, that 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 offense is loaded. Um, there's honestly the Bengals' offense is so good. There's really not a lot of question marks as to who you should even start. You no. know what I mean? Mixon, he's in. Burrow, he's in. Chase Higgins, they're both in. Tyler Boyd. Tyler maybe, Boyd's the only but, question mark. If and you could, I could justify a flex depending on matchup with that, and depending on who you have. But um, and if either of those two wide receivers go down, Tyler Boyd's an automatic start yeah. every week. So He's, it really is from their skill positions and quarterback. There is not a player that you shouldn't start. There's very few times that I'll say that there's good sort of handcuff wide receiver options because most offenses can't support. Yeah, you know? yeah I agree. He's one of the few, though, on a high-volume passing offense. He'll fit in seamlessly. 
Mm-hmm. Same with like an Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, we, we talked. About I agree it. because if one if Diggs goes down, mm-hmm. you know, and Gabriel Davis and him are the one two, and just a, an offense that's going to throw the ball a ton. There's like I said, very few handcuff quote unquote wide receivers that I would like to stash on my bench. But Boyd is one of those. Guys right, and then play. you can look at a team vice versa. To add to our point, look at the Rams wide receiving core. They have Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Now they have to fill the void of not having OBJ on their roster this year, and their number three is Scorniak or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. And it would have been Van Jefferson, yeah, but he's hurt. Yeah, so. and I don't know that that's enough. Van Jefferson wasn't by any means great last year. I wouldn't have started him unless it was week no. 14 through 17. The only the – only, he was – I think his upside now. was way higher before OBJ got there. Yeah, I just they, even that and that offense is a great passing offense, and they just can't sustain yep. the same success that I think T Higgins or not T Higgins, excuse me, Tyler Boyd would in that offense. As yeah. opposed, I just think there's way more opportunity there, and that's one of the few cases. I think you're very right on that. Um, let's talk about the Steelers quickly because there's a few pieces that I do have questions about on that offense. Number I don't have one, any questions? They're all going to be horrible for me. Yeah, honestly, it's not even so much questions for me. It's more or less opinions. Yeah, Najee Harris, I am 100% out on. I will never. I even if someone offered me Najee Harris for Allen Robinson right now, I'd I don't still think I'd say take no. It. Because I have a really tough time investing in a running back who is coming off of a Liz Frank injury in the preseason with no fucking help on the offensive line or wide receiving group or yeah. quarterback. Their offensive there line is nothing good. on that offense outside of him. The only thing saving him is his workload. It's he's a volume based running back one and he's got a foot injury. We saw how that worked out with Henry last year. And I'm not saying he's Derek Henry. Um, Cause he's not, he runs the same way though, but they run the they same, the same body type. Even foot, same college <laughs> foot injuries and running backs scare the fuck out of especially me, especially Liz Franks. Jesus, because because mm. if he if he really like hurts it, that's a season ender. Mm-hmm. You're not coming back from a Liz Frank. It's a it's a because there's not really done. a set timetable with that either. Everyone no. recovers those differently and at different pace, uh, different time. So I'm periods. I am if you have Najee Harris, you have to play him. But God damn it, man, I would not feel good about it. It goes back to the you can't win your league in the first round but you can lose it and i think if you took Najee in the first i think you lost your fantasy football you could league. i'm not you gonna could, lie you could easily be towards the bottom i think you're hurting because i would be willing to place a bet that Najee finishes with under four carry and you know what hurts yeah that's fair and you know what hurts worse too is that they don't have really a solidified rb2 they got benny snell and then there's another guy I forget his name the roster pirate i can't <laughs> believe that guy's still in pittsburgh yeah me either so it's like if if harris goes down you don't even have a guy who you know for sure is going to be the number one benny snell and benny snell has had that opportunity to and be the number one and good. so did james connor and james yeah. connor wasn't even that good in pittsburgh when he was the number one yeah. i mean he wasn't what he was in arizona no not by any means he was good he wasn't great yeah uh, he was he had, serviceable. I think he had one big season, but then that was the only season he and stayed And I think healthy. he barely broke a thousand. I don't think he was much over. So I'm I am very, very worried about Najee Harris. Uh Deontay Johnson, I I think he's gonna be okay. I, yeah. I think he's overvalued just because of the quarterback situation. I think it's the same situation. I think it's just gonna be opportunity because there is no one else, and I don't think that they're good enough to get the job done doing it by themselves. My my opinion with Harris or uh Deontay Johnson is that the best thing that could happen for him is that uh, Kenny Pickett comes in ASAP because I think he's a better passer than I think Trubisky. for everyone because at least there's hope because yes. you don't know. Yeah. If he comes in and he starts playing well, even if he, he doesn't have to go out there and throw for 300 yards, but right. he's going, I think he's already a better player than Trubisky is now. Yeah. And with that being said, you don't know what you're going to get with that. But yeah. I think that's where some fans find some solace in saying this offense could be better. 
because you're optimistic. You know what you're getting with Trubisky. You know what you're getting with Mason Rudolph, and neither of those are things that you want. Yeah. So Deontay Johnson, I'm okay with playing him, but I the ceiling is my worry with him. Uh, uh, Chase Claypool and George Pickens, I'm not starting at all until I see what this offense is going to look like. Pickens is good. He's not going to get the opportunity a rookie wide receiver should have to flourish. I think going forward, Pickens will have a nice career, but I don't think it's going to be starting this year. Not yet. I think best thing that Pittsburgh could, and, and I think this sounds like what they want to do. I would like to see Pickens get in the and play, but I think what they want to do is sit him, let him learn, and then hopefully invest in their offensive line in this the coming off season, mm-hmm. and then put including him out there. The, yeah, including the high draft pick. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first year Tomlin has a losing record. I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me. I don't think. No. I don't think their roster is capable of going five hundred. I don't. Yeah, I, the defense especially is playing keep Baltimore. Him. The defense and is going to keep them in games, but if like and if, Cleveland, if these, Harris, these are all good teams. Still, they're not bad by any means. If Najee's like limited or goes down with the foot for the season, I mean their whole season torpedoed because that's their their offenses right there. Pittsburgh above and beyond on paper, I think, is the worst roster in that division. It's yeah. either that or Baltimore for me. I Baltimore's got Baltimore's got a great defense, and so do they. But yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, they're in shambles. At least Cleveland full strength going forward. Week twelve, yeah, if wouldn't be a horrible team to put out on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Cincy, we love. I just don't know that Pittsburgh has nearly enough to get it done. And six games against teams that I think are all better than them. Yeah, top top to bottom, Pittsburgh tough. is probably the worst team in the league. It's going to be tough. The the division. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh finishes bottom two in the AFC. I, I'm that low on Pittsburgh this year. I'm not that low. I won't go that far, but I don't think that they're going to be 500. I do think that's a fair point that they're going to probably be, if they're capped at probably eight, maybe nine wins. Uh, I would stream Cincy's defense this week. I would. Yeah. I don't think that they're like a week-to-week starting level, no. but I do think Pittsburgh is a great week matchup. enough that you could stream them. Uh, I guess we can probably get uh, yeah, the Eagles in Detroit here. I want to say that Detroit's going to be competitive because I really want to like Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell and the boys. Yeah, yep. I do too. I I don't know that this is the week to do it though. No. Their secondary is horrible. Philly, I hate and to say it. And that's where Philly thrives is in the wide receiving room. Yeah, I hate to say it. Philly's gotten better this year, like a lot better. I think I Philly think. runs away with that division. I do too. I think it's Philly's to lose. Um, Jalen Hurts should take a step forward. They added, obviously, A.J. Brown. That's a big weapon. I think Jalen Hurts will be top five by the end of the year. De- Devonta Smith is taking yeah, another he's step got, forward. He's got great options, They're saying too. that he, he's looked at times almost uncoverable in, in and training And the thing camp. is, he has that rapport with Devonta Smith from mm-hmm. playing here and the Bama connection. Yep. And him and A.J. Brown are best friends. I think Jalen Hurts is in the best possible situation for him for where he's at. If he doesn't succeed this year, that's an automatic red flag for me that you need to move on. I, th- I think one year's his leash, but I think that he's going to be great this year. I love the optimistic feel that Philly has as an offense right now. Miles Sanders, talent-wise, is a way better running back than he gets credit for. Absolutely. Um, Guy can't off- stay on the fucking field, though. Their offensive line is pretty good. Their defense has gotten better, and they just traded for, um, who was it, like last week? Not um, Jalen Rager. Yeah. <laughs> um, that guy's got thick quads. Yeah, oh, ass. God, can we stop with that? <laughs> Oh, Do yourself I, a favor and Google Vikings special team coach. It'll it'll pop up, I promise. This guy's in love with Jalen Rager, he is. Um, but anyway, I forget who it was, but Eagles just traded for another defensive piece that's going to come in and probably be a like starting-level player. It was last week or two weeks ago. I forget his name. I want to say it was a safety or a linebacker. Don't quote me. But they added Jordan Davis on defense. 
Um, they added, uh, fuck the linebacker. They drafted, I can't remember his name, Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Um, so they got two Georgia players in there as rookies that are both. Oh, they got Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yes. Uh, from New Orleans. Yep. Safety. Yep. So, I mean, that's a big piece. For their for the defensive backfield. Yeah, I mean they need it. Darius yeah. Slay's still there, but he's getting up there in age. So I, I still like Slay. I just don't yeah. know that he's got enough left in the tank to consistently cover number ones by himself. Can he do it with help? Yeah, for sure. I think and safety over the help, he'll be just fine. But. When I'm looking at defenses too, and I've I've mentioned this in the past, I like to look at their for if if I'm looking at a defense that I want to play every week, if I can, I'm looking at their division too because that's six mm-hmm. games a year. You know, Dallas, is a, Dallas can be a tough one because Dallas has, has some weapons. The offensive line isn't nearly as good. But, you know, outside of Dallas, they got Washington and they got the Giants that they play four times a year. And then, you know, Dallas is not what they used to be. I don't no. think, you know. So six games a year, the Philly defense, which should be pretty good, is going to play fairly weak opponents. So and, yeah, I'm here for I that. think there's I think they're a sneaky defensive play this year. For yeah. Sure, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if they finish top twelve to top fifteen. Not at all. I, I expect them to, yeah. I think. I'm okay with that. Would you start Dallas's defense? I would not. I don't think it's gonna be anything what it was last year. I don't think they'll be close to what they were last year. It's just too turnover dependent. Parsons is hurt, so he's already like, you know, starting behind the eight ball this season. Sure. And they're they were I mean, would they have seven defensive touchdowns last year that put them at number one? I feel like they had ten. It might have been ten. Uh, but they're not going to... Seven think, for sure. I don't I think mean, they're going to sniff... That's the floor. I don't think they're is... going to sniff what they did last year as far as defense. No, you're score. getting your offense a touchdown every other game. That's yeah. not going to continue to happen. No, that's almost, unsustainable. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, Detroit goes, obviously uh, DeAndre Swift is in your lineup. He's a locked and loaded, I think, RB1. I agree. Almost every game just based on his usage. Um Amon Ross St. Brown, probably what? Wide receiver two without? Yeah, I think wide receiver two with a little bit of upside, depending on if he takes a step forward yeah. and builds off last season the I, way Gabriel Davis did last night. I like him, and I think when they get Jameson Williams back in, whenever he comes back this year, they're going to have a really nice one two combo. There. Yeah, I don't think they're in as that. bad a shape as people think they no, are. No, and their offensive line. And I think is Dan good. Campbell knows it. That's yeah. why he's that way, is because he knows that they have the potential. They're just not there yet. Their offensive line is good. They have DeAndre Swift. They have, I think, two really good young receivers that both bring their different things to the table. Yep. Alan Ross, he's bigger, he's physical. Jameson Williams is lightning quick. He's, he can take the top off or he can take one seventy yards on a slant to mm-hmm. the house. Yep. Um they got TJ Hawkinson who can kill you in the middle. He's big, you know, good red zone target. Bookend tackles. Missing link for this offense, quarterback. Yep. Jared Goff is okay, average NFL starter. That's it. That's not going to get you where you need to go. So, But that's sustainable for Detroit right now because anything, like say they go 500, that's a step in the right direction from yeah. where they were. That's a that's a winning season. I'm okay with that. Yeah, they are. They are I'm happy with that if I'm Detroit's ownership group. They have, I think, more pieces, specifically on the offense, Um that are flying kind of under the radar because they're the Lions. Sure. And if that defense was just a little bit better, I think they would be a very, very sneaky wild card spot, like contender. The like Motor City Kitties. Um, but now they have Aiden Hutchinson, too. You throw him in the mix, and that defense could look different. Uh, I, I like, get somewhat of a pass rush going. I like Detroit next year, the year after that. I think they're <laughs> good. Uh, sure. They're just not quite there yet, I don't think. They're just about ready to take off, though. Mm-hmm. Um. But for That's this, how I feel about the Jets the exact same way. Yeah, um, I mean defensively, obviously you're starting the Eagles. You're not starting the Lions. No, um, makes sense. You're, it adds pretty up. much any any of the fantasy relevant names that are on rosters right now. You're pretty much got them in your lineup. Hawkinson, you're on probably both starting. sides of the ball for on this both game. Sides. Yep. You, there's 
There's not a lot of questions. I don't have any question marks. There's nobody I'm really concerned with. I think it's a decent matchup for both teams. Yep, that's fair. So I think we can move on. All righty, me boy. Oh, little AFC South action. Oh, boy. Indy at Houston. Okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor for president. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'd think that Taylor will continue to do what he did last year. I think he'll go for over 100. I think it's pretty much a lock, but I also think that if you have Jonathan Taylor, you took him first overall, so you expect that. Yeah, he's he's going to go for 100 this week. I think that's fair to assume. I think I mean, anything else is a letdown. Houston's, Houston's Houston's defense is not very good. It's not a good team. No. Um, and the Colts realistically shouldn't have. I mean, they're going to they're just going to pound the ball, get in, mm-hmm. get in, get their win, and get out of there. I think. Uh, as far as Houston's offense, Damian Pierce scares me, but he's going to get the opportunity. I think that if you don't have good running back options, it's definitely worth taking a flyer on just to see what you're going to get with him. He's a flex territory for me yeah, this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, outside of that, though, I'm not starting anyone on Houston's offense. I hate Brandon Cooks this week. Stephon Gilmore is going to clamp him. That does worry me. Stephon Gilmore is – if. He's a big addition. They've also had a lot of work together at practice. He, he was in New England yeah. when Stefan was in New England. If anybody knows his game, it's going to be Gilmore. And Gilmore's a student of the game already. I don't know that this is going to go well for him. I'm out on Brandon Cooks this week. The Colts, that's a big get for their defense. They were good the last couple of years anyway, but then you add a pretty good corner in Gilmore. That's an upgrade over what they had with like guys like you know Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. And, you know, Rocky Sin and, and shit like that. God, what a miss. I thought um, Rocky Sin was going to be good. And so I, I mean, that's actually a fair point because I was I, I'm I'm a big Brandon Cook supporter for yep. this year. He's a he. We've talked about it before. He goes for a thousand yards almost every every year. The only time he didn't, he was injured. He almost always finishes in the top twenty. He's like the disrespected version of Mike Evans all the time. <laughs> he's all the time. But that said, he <clears throat> does have his down weeks, and this could be one of them because he's the number one target there, and he's probably going to get the shadow treatment. So. Um, outside of Pierce and Cooks. He's about all they got, too, so I don't see any reason why they'd pull Stefan Gilmore to only one side of the field and let him free up looks if you just move Cooks over. I think he's getting shadowed. Yeah, there's outside of those two, there's no one on that offense that you're starting. Um, The Colts, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman, you're starting him. He's going to give you upside every week. Would you stream Matt Ryan here? (sighs) No, because I don't think they'll need to throw much. Sure. I think his cap, like I think the ceiling think for Ryan really this week point. is is like two fifty and two touchdowns because they won't need him to do yeah. much more. Well, if it gets you out know? of hand too, it's just JT season. So. That's that's just it. They get up thirty. Mm-hmm. It's Jonathan Taylor and it's the running backs. They're not. I just don't see him having to throw for three hundred yards. Sure. All right, I think we can move on here. Yeah, that's we can keep. Yeah, it short I mean so that that game. I would start in his defense too. I don't know if we went over that, but that just seems like a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, I think we can move right on to another really interesting game for me, and it's New England at Miami. This, this I can't wait for this. Mac Jones, Miami had a solid defense. I mean, they've taken a lot of steps. Flores built a solid defense before he left there. Yeah. I don't know that they're in horrible shape. Um, I do really like Miami's offensive weapons. Like I've said a million times, they are built on speed. And I don't know that teams are going to be ready for that because there's no way in hell a number two corner can cover Jalen Waddle. No, not there's not, just literally no way. One one on one, I don't think you know. And so I think you're going to see a lot of safety help. And I think what this is going to do <laughs> is free up the box a lot. I think Chase Edmonds 
and Mostert, especially, but mostly Mostert. I I'm a firm believer that Mostert will take this backfield, and when he does, it's not gonna be pretty because we know how good Raheem Mostert can be when he's healthy. If he's splitting the workload even a little bit more so than he was in San Fran. Because don't get me wrong, Chase Edmonds isn't bad by any means. I like Chase Edmonds too, and he deserves to be the starter. But I think if they really approach this season with the mentality we're going to outrun everyone, they're going to have the most success in this offense that they could have. Yeah, they're 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 going to be a track meet almost. And that's week. what I, I don't think that you can compete with that for four quarters. Yeah. That's exhausting. I, I do think that the, as far as the running backs go, I think that neither Edmonds – nor Mostert are built to be a full-on running back one. Right. I think they're both best suited to be more like a RB2, but they got two of them that they can just keep fresh and, and rotate in and out. So I do think it's going to be a pretty even split. Edmonds will probably get the passing game work, mm-hmm. but Mostert's going to get some carries, and we know he's got game-breaking speed, and like you said, in an offense that's got two fucking too much sprinters on the outside. Yeah. Um, like that's that's the intriguing part, right? I mean, um, I would love to see first play of the game a play action to Mostert with two go routes, and just watch and Tua, just see Tua rears back and just chucks it as far as he can and and forty yards downfield. Tyreek Hill comes back for a ball that's under. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Would that be wild though? I, I'm just I'm super curious because they have so many elite speed weapons and what they're going to do with that is so interesting to me because no team has really ever had that much speed not not i don't not across the board not anything i've ever seen that's got two guys like that because i I mean yeah they had hill and hardman last year but i don't think waddle's slower than hardman waddle's night and day better than than uh, hardman and just overall and he had 100 catches last year i really do think the sky's the limit for this offense tua has all the opportunity in the world to take a step forward here jalen waddle could I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and there's no one that comes to mind. He might be the closest thing to Tyreek Hill yeah. in the league. And he's on the other side of the field. And he's, and he's on the other yep. side of the field. Can yep. you imagine like what their offense is going to be able to do? You put both of those guys on the same side of the field and just overload them on one side and say, all right. It's we're just... Uh, we're going to send one deep and one Yeah, underneath. and then say you move you move Mike Gusecki out to a trips pack, and then you run a double screen and decide who you want to throw to and let Gusecki hit the lead block. Good God. Yeah, this... It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's I what think. I think. They will put butts in seats regardless of how they do just because of the big playability from that yeah. offense. And they have an offensive-minded head coach, too. He came from Yeah, I like San him. Francisco. He's goofy, but I like him. He came from San Francisco. He was an offensive, you know. Oh, he's probably licking his chops at his offensive skill position weapons. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the New England side of things, <laughs> anyone you like? Damian Harris. For now? Mm-hmm. Until Ramondre I do, probably takes his job. I, I, the thing is, it's going to drive you nuts. Ramondre's going to steal his goal line work. But I think when you draft the New England running back, you've already accepted that you're somewhat you psycho because yeah. you're going to put yourself through hell. There's going to be a headache every at week. Some point. Like, every week. And you just have to accept that. It runs back to the James White and Sony Michelle days. It's, mm-hmm. it's just always going to be a it thing. It sounds like what I've read over the last couple of weeks since James White retired what they like is having Stevenson in a, the pass catching role. Sure. And then who knows what the actual carry split's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So I think that both are going to be flex worthy, but I think they're both, unless somebody takes over the backfield, which I don't, 
I don't think they're ever just going to say, okay, Stevenson's our number one guy and just roll with him. Yeah. I think it's going to be a split, um, which kind of puts both of them, I'm kind of capped out at like flex territory, RB3. Sure. Um, I don't, you're going to get RB2 weeks out of probably either one. Yeah, I'm just, more of a sit and wait to see what happens week one because yeah. you can find out a lot via um, words, Cam Akers and Henderson. Yeah, no kidding. A lot of people thought that was going to be a split backfield. A lot of people were saying Cam Akers is going to be a fantasy winner. You a lot of no people hit the panic mm-hmm. button. No. So um, you find out a lot week one. Granted, it is only one week, but there's a reason they made that game plan to start the season. They thought it was their best chance to win. Yeah. So, uh, Outside of the running backs in New England, I want no part of anything. Nope. I don't love the – I mean, it could be a little Devontae Parker revenge game, but I don't see that. I just don't think he's got much left in the tank. No. And, I mean, they traded a fucking future seventh-round pick to get him. Yeah, anything's like, better than... It's not like Miami said, yo, we can't let this guy go. Right, and anything's they better to, than in Keel Harry. They so. traded him to a division rival for a, a not even future a seventh-round... Seventh, yeah. Not even a seventh next year. It's the year after that. That's a salary dump. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. So, um, no one on that offense outside of the running backs really interests me at all. Not enough to start um, week one. Miami's got a solid defense. Davian Howard's still out there as well. So Right. Um, all right, right I'm ready to move on yep, from let's that. let's move on. Baltimore at the Jets. This should be a quick one. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson's out for four weeks. Not that he gave him a better chance to win, but no, I don't think Joe Flacco. I don't think Joe Flacco gets it done against his old team. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I, uh, I don't see it. I don't see the Joe bad. Flacco revenge game. Throw for four hundred and three. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I think this is going to be a beatdown. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a heavy rushing game. If Dobbins yeah. plays, it's going to be. I think Kenyon Drake's going to have some touches in this game too. It's a viable offense, or I, a viable defense to be susceptible to the run on. And if you just tell Kenyon Drake what gap to hit, I'm sure he could run the play. For as much as I think the Ravens are going to pummel him, it also. I don't know who on the Ravens I actually like this week just because I think it's going to be like a three-guy split. Lamar's about the only one that I would bet bet on. Um, and Andrews because you have to. I, mean, you, you, you I think it's going to be Andrews. I think I'm completely out on Bateman this week because Sauce Gardner is going to be all over him. Yeah, I, I think I don't think they're going to need to pass that much. Really, I don't think it's, they do anyways. You know what I mean? Um, it's just I think I think there's probably two or three running backs they're going to rotate in and split carries. I think Lamar is going to take some of his some of the carries as well, and I don't think they'll need to pass thirty times to be able to win this game. Yep. So honestly, outside of Lamar and and Andrews, anyone on that offense, I think is probably I'm good on the, it. I'm yeah. sitting on the bench, which is know? wild because it is the Jets. But and and I'm, I. I, I say that knowing full well that the Ravens will probably put at least thirty on the board, but I'm a, I'm really comfortable starting the Ravens defense. Oh, 100%. I love that. Yeah, but, but you just can't. I I I don't know who to predict is going to be getting the touchdowns in this game. No, outside and of because of that, how much I love the defense, I'm out on anyone in New York, including Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall. I'm I'm I like I like him somewhat. season long. Yeah, he's fine season long. He'll be a, a decent RB two to flex option for me. Jets are still insisting that Michael Carter's the starter, so I think early in the year you it's might gonna see be some a headache. split. Yep, Brees Hall's the better back. He's going to take absolutely. Over, but but it, 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 you're going to have to be patient, and this is not the week to put him in the lineup. No, nope. I think you just wait, especially with how banged up your team already is outside of not being a good football team in general. Not having Zach Wilson there is going to cause some issues regardless of how good or bad you think he is. I think outside of offensively for either team this week, outside of of Lamar and Mark Andrews, I think the player I probably like the most for a backwards-ass reason is Elijah Moore Mm -hmm. or uh, or, uh, Garrett Wilson. 
because I just think you're going to see some garbage time throws. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you're going to see like 80, 80 fucking receiving yards I'm thinking, from one of them I'm in thinking the Braxton quarter. Berrios gets something here. Somebody's going to get some garbage <laughs> time points, and you know. Um, and with that being said, I'm fucking done on that game. Yeah, yeah. let's move it along. Uh, Jacksonville at Washington. Great, we got an even better one. You want to just skip this one? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Uh Biggest thing for me, I'm not starting either running back in Jacksonville because I don't know what to expect. I would put ETN as a flex and leave it at that for yeah, now. James Robinson's fully healthy though, and they love that guy. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to end up being a split. I don't think Etienne's going to get as many touches as people do think he's going to season long. I think James Robinson's still too good as a pure runner, and Etienne's more of a pass catching back. Um, when it comes to Washington, holy hell, I don't want anything to do with anyone. I'm not touching Jahan Dotson. I'm obviously not touching Carson Wentz. Antonio Gibson's the bane of my existence. Logan Thomas is still banged up. That whole offense is completely disregarded for me week one. Yeah. There's not a shot I'm playing them, even against the horseshit Jacksonville defense. Terry, Trevor Terry Lawrence McCorn is yep. the only one in that yeah. offense that I would play, and it's because I don't know that I him. would. I don't know that I would. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a decent streaming option this week. I don't think he'll Washington's defense is better than people give it credit for, but their mm-hmm. corners are their weak point. And Chase Young is already nicked up. Mm-hmm. So he if he plays, he's not gonna be playing hundred percent. So I do think, you know, there could be upside in Lawrence just because he does have Doug Peterson. It's yeah, I'm new, just saying as a new streaming, coach and as a yeah, streaming new, guy. New I coach, don't... new offense, I think you could see them. And Peterson's notoriously pass happy. Yep. Which could be good for for um for Trevor Lawrence's, you know, especially if he wants to value. show off to Carson Wentz, his shiny new toy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, neither defense is in play for me. Nope. I think we can move on. Yes, we can. So, uh, the game of the week, the 325 Fox game, the New York Giants at I the knew Tennessee you were Titans. Go there. I knew you were doing it. <laughs> I, I knew exactly. I, I looked at I looked at the two games at 325 that I'm looking at right now, and I'm like, I know exactly. Yeah. Where he's going with this. Uh, I think if I'm, you're obviously starting Derrick Henry. I want to goes back to the matchup proof thing. He just gets the workload, and he's actually consistent when he gets the workload to the point where I'm not ever gonna sit Derrick Henry. Um, outside of that, I love me some Bobby Trees. Love me some Bobby Trees this week. Um, I do think that Traylon Burks will struggle. I think he'll struggle the first half of the season. And I do know that the Giants secondary has a Dory Jackson there. And Adore Jackson has played in Tennessee and with Ryan Tannehill and all that good stuff. So I do think that there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there because he's not going to be able to get away with the same things from a guy who's seen him practice every day for two years. Um, Adore Jackson's fine. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's going to shut down Traylon Burks. I just think Traylon Burks is already kind of banged up, has had some issues with his asthma. He's just not going to excite. And I don't think we're going to throw a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of two tight end sets because that's the identity of the Tennessee Titans. I think Henry's almost a lock for 30 touches. And <laughs> I think with the tight end room being how it is, I don't know that they'll ever get away from the two or three tight end sets. I think that it's going to be a consistent mainstay yep. going forward. Yep. Austin <clears throat> Hooper's here. To, I think Austin Hooper's going to have a sneaky good year. I mean, this is obviously coming from a Titans fan too. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. <clears throat> But Chigakonkwu was a fifth-round pick, and he's very much in the Johnny Smith role. He has the same body frame, ran the same 40, put up more on the bench press, actually. So he's just like a little bit more juice version of Johnny Smith, which is scary because Johnny Smith's a monster. But I think he'll take over the elite pass-catching role, and Austin Hooper can still catch the ball as well as block. So I think not having them both on the field at the same time would be detrimental to 
Tennessee's success, especially with how thin they are at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I think you nailed it with Tennessee. Obviously, you're you're the Titans fan in-house. So, I mean, I don't even need to go over any of that. I, I agree with everything you said with Titans. Um, Giants. Saquon Out on Markley. Tannehill, too, by the way. I didn't say <clears> that. Yeah. I would not start Tannehill this week. Maybe as a streamer if you have no other options. But I don't think they're going to throw enough to make it a viable option to put Tannehill in the top 12 when season or when week one's over. There's, I don't think he's going to have enough opportunity to even score a top 12 quarterback number. Um, looking at the giants, Saquon's about the only piece of that offense that I want this week. Yeah. And I don't love it with our run defense. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be volume based for a, a, a lot of the games this mm-hmm. year, but it's going to be a lot of high value because he's going to be the goal line guy. When they get down there, he's going to yep. get passes out of the backfield, plenty of them. And I think he'll get a sh- even more once they start playing from behind yeah. or turn the ball over because Daniel Jones averages 1.3 turnovers a game. Yep. I, I would say I I'm okay with ha- owning, um, Tony Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. I'm not starting him. I think having Galladay there, like I think God, he's, he's healthy. So the problem is that they paid him a fuckload of money and he's he he banged up all of last year They're so committed. you can justify him having a down season. So people are thinking like, oh, Tony, you know, he flashed in games last year, but that was also without Galladay there and they had nothing else. Saquon was hurt. You know, they had nothing else. They had to go to Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, now there are guys that are back and healthy. And so what's his usage going to look like? I would prefer to wait and see. Yeah. I do think he has upside. Um, I think he has a lot of upside. Yeah. But Same I'm, with Slayton if Slayton gets traded. I mean, completely yeah. unrelated from it, but I think that's another wide receiver in their roster that has potential. Yeah, so sure. I'm I'm waiting on Tony to see what you get in the first couple weeks because the first couple weeks, especially with a new head coach and a new sort of offensive mind, um, it's going to show you a lot in the first couple weeks of what they think of their offense. So. Sure. Um, uh, I'm not streaming any defense this week. Not Maybe even the Tennessee, Titans. just because, of, like I said, the 1.3 turnovers a game from Daniel Jones. Yeah. And it's in Tennessee, so I think I would stream the Titans defense if you had to. If you're if you're if you're in a pinch, if you're on, that, I could be talked into it, but I don't by any means love it. Yeah, if you're on the stream train this year and you didn't pick a defense that you're comfortable starting, you know, week in week out, and you're they're they're a fine stream sure. for me. All um, right. ready to move along? I am. Yeah, I don't have too much more for that. KC at Arizona. This gonna be a shootout. I yeah, I think this could be a. Uh, 35 to 30 type of I hope game. it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, like we said, we already kind of talked about Arizona. Hollywood Brown's a must start here with the banged yeah. up uh, passing. He could have a huge Arizona. Yep. Same with James Conner. Same with Kyler because Kyler can run. I yep. think all three of the healthy options in Arizona are must starts this week. Absolutely. I think, and without Tyron Matthew over the top, I think you'd see Hollywood get deep provided mm-hmm. he catches it. <laughs> um, so, but I think, you know, the Chiefs defense has gotten. I wouldn't say significantly worse because Matthew's really the big name that they lost, but sure. they have gotten worse on paper. Um, so I think Hollywood Brown is an absolute smash yes, this week. I, 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 I love Hollywood Brown. Season long, I'm not quite as excited, but I think this week's going to be a big one for yeah, him. Yeah, and I think KC-wise, we don't really have to get in too much into that. You're starting Patrick Mahomes and you're starting Travis Kelsey. They're... The wide receivers, all of them I would put in flex territory right now mm-hmm. until you see who's going to be. Oh, yeah. Where, where, and like Patrick Mahomes said, he literally apologized and said he's going to spread the ball around so there's not going to be a true wide receiver one. Yeah. I don't think that hurts anyone's value. I think that gives all of them value. I think on any given week, you're going to see Juju, MVS, and Sky Moore, and possibly even Mark uh, um, Hardman. Um, I forget his McCall. first name. Nicole. yep. Um, I think it could be very I, similar to New England running backs. It's yeah. going to be a headache projecting who's going to be the one until you get to – 
until we get to know the offense a little bit more. I right. think Sky Moore is going to be the odd guy out. He very well could be. But he's listed as like the wide receiver four right mm-hmm. now on the depth chart, which is not a good sign. But um, Wide receiver four in KC is usually better than a wide receiver <laughs> that, two in Baltimore. That's so. just it. So, um, As far as defenses go, I like oh. I said, this is going to be a Wild <laughs> yeah. West shootout. I don't know that yeah. you want to put yourself through that. Nope, um, I'm, out on, I'm out on both defenses. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay streaming someone like the Titans instead. I would much rather. I know the Cardinals' defense was decent last year, but you are not starting them against the Chiefs this year. No, sir. Um, J.J. Watt is also hurt still. True. Ben, he's I mean, he's, he's up, kind of so. over the hill anyways. Right. All right, another division game here rolling into Las Vegas at the Chargers. I think this is going to be a good game. I think this would be a great game. Yep. I think this could be the game of the week, actually. I think this one could be a shootout as well. This, in my opinion, should be the Sunday night game. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. The Raiders have a massive fan base, too, and the Chargers play in L.A., so like you're talking market-wise. Also, like, if we want to take a remember me to last year, who did the Chargers play in Week 18 when they blew their playoff run? Yeah. Yeah, like this this game has... It's personal. Yeah, this, this <laughs> game has like deeply personal written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I I mean, obviously, I, the Chargers are a better team. Um, no one's going to argue that no, but unless you're a fucking it's Raiders It's going to be fan. fun to watch. You get a lot of new faces. You but the Raiders... Monte Adams in Vegas, too. They got, yeah, they got a new... They got some new pieces and... Chandler Jones. They they played well against the Chargers last year. They they, they were able to hang in games last year. Mm-hmm. Games that they probably shouldn't have been hanging around in. And granted, they shouldn't have won the game in Week 18, but they did. I yeah. And you can't say shoulda, woulda, coulda. That happened, so... Yeah, the... Uh, They're beat, I, they can beat the Chargers. I just think, in my opinion, the Chargers are the best team on paper and my Super Bowl favorites, so I'm leaning L.A. Yeah. They're... They're the better team. I think it could be a shootout. I think it's going to be. I think all systems go for basically any fantasy piece on both offenses this week. Josh um, Jacobs, I'm out on Josh Jacobs. He's somebody I was going to mention at some point today. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel about him. Not against fucking Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and the boys. I don't know that I love that week one. The only and Zamir White still. I mean, I think Zamir White's going to be better than people think. I'm gonna. Here's what I'll say. I'm gonna save my Josh Jacobs take until about 15 minutes from now because I was gonna mention him at some point. So um, he's the only part of the Raiders' offense that I would say I'm confused. Borderline yeah. on. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, God, are you smart? So. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of them though. Carr, I would even consider as yeah, uh, maybe would, a streamer just I on would. upside. But Devontae's Renfro's an, a solid number two. Yeah, Devontae's an obvious start. Renfro's a pretty good flex option this week, I think, Waller. especially in PPR. Waller's an automatic start. Um, Jacobs, we'll talk about, but I think he's probably in a lot of lineups anyway. Um, and mirror. the Chargers' offense is you're you're starting everyone. Oh except, my god! Except for maybe a tight end. Because I might even start Palmer in the flex this week. You might because you can get that seventy yard fucking touchdown. Mm, you never know. Jalen Guyton, yeah. fuck that guy. Uh, yep. Um, like I said, I have nothing but love for the Chargers this year. I do think that they are the best offense in football. Yeah, I'm not starting the Raiders' defense at all. I would be okay with starting the Chargers. I know I said that it, there could be shootout potential, mm-hmm. but their defense is pretty fucking good. Their defense too. is insane. Don't forget yeah. about J.C. Jackson. We didn't mention him. Right. He also came over in free agency, so they got, they got loaded on all levels of the defense. They added some pieces, and they signed uh, uh, Joseph Sebastian Day from L.A., mm-hmm. who is doesn't might not be a household name for people, but he's a, solid he's a nose tackle. He's a solid player, and that team – fucking bled yards against the run last year yep. they were horrible one of the worst run defenses in the league last year and they signed him specifically to clog to things up the they should, should have signed snacks harrison <clears throat> so they 
they did for a defense that was pretty good last year, they got even better this year. Yeah, so. and then they re-signed Derwin, so he's yeah. now happy and under contract. So the big question mark in your secondary, uh, contract-wise, is now gone. But now there's just the big question mark from Derwin injury-wise. So yeah. we'll see. But when he's on the field, he's one of the best safeties in football. I have nothing but excitement for this team. I mean, there's a lot of hope in L.A. right now. Correct. And where it's not the Rams after last night. No, I think there's a lot of people that are Rams fans that are like, well, yeah, what is shit. going on? All right, so um, it, uh, another little interesting game here. We got one more 330 game. School. I am terrified. Y'all are going to get waxed. I am Green Bay always plays better at the bank, too. Wholeheartedly terrified about what this game could be. Hey, you beat him in the bank last year, though, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, Zimmer always had Aaron Rodgers' number. He always found ways to kind of keep him contained. Rodgers was never like he he would beat us, but it's not like he was just destroying us where we getting fucking you know thirty to three. I had two fantasy championships where A. Rodgers had five <coughs> touchdowns against the Vikings. Rogers, I will say that Rodgers respected the Vikings a lot because Zimmer was a very good defensive yeah. mind. So he, I mean, they they did figure out ways to stop him if they needed to at times, not all the time. However. This is a new defense. They were not good last year. They added some pieces, but it's a 3-4 instead of a 4-3. There's a lot of moving parts here. And you're getting a first-time head coach who's young. He's not done this before. Mr. O'Connell. Yeah. I Do I think that they have potential to be a good team this year? Yes, I do. I think you think you're going to lose this game. I would call it a coin flip. Aren't they all? Well, I mean a true like 50-50. I would say like... I am not going out on a limb and saying I think the Vikings are going oh, to win. Oh, he thinks they're losing. He just doesn't want to admit it. Mm, they're playing at home, which helps. And it's season opener. The U.S. Bank's going to be fired up. But Packers fans always travel well to these games. Yep. So it's almost always 50-50 for fans in the, in the U.S. Bank Stadium. So. Well, half of them live in Minnesota. It's not That's, like a lot of them are even traveling. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, I think for fantasy purposes, Dalvin Cook is going to have a fine game. He's, he's locked and loaded RB1 player. You're no question. Same with Jefferson. Yeah, Thielen, yeah, yeah. I think, should be in lineups as long Thielen as... it should be a flex. As long as he's playing this year and he's not on the injury report Kirk consistently. Loves Kirk loves him. And even if he has lost a step because he's like 32 or 33... Still a good route runner. He's a great route runner. He's great body control. Great he's got hands. great hands. Mm-hmm. And Kirk loves him in the red zone. So I, I think as long as Thielen is you know playing at 80%, 85% or better, he's going to be viable... Every single week. I think he puts on 50 pounds and turns into Kyle Rudolph. That's what I want. <laughs> he's basically a Kyle Rudolph yeah, light. Yeah, right? I mean, he's that trusted in the red zone that he is. <clears> that's he's, a very fair point. Last last year he got hurt week 11. He had 10 touchdowns. Does he 11. push off in the red zone too? Never has. Okay. And uh, Rudolph never did either. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Ask, ask the referees in New Orleans. Yeah. And, did the flag uh, come out? And uh, the Saints defense didn't che- – or the Rams defense didn't cheap shop the Saints. I don't know. All I'm saying is if the refs don't throw the flag, it's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I think outside of those three on the Vikings offense, Kirk, you could start too. I think Kirk will be fine. He's, yep. Uh, I don't think he'll be fine. I think he'll have a decent game. That secondary is Kirk good, good. in Green Bay. Kirk – I think he's on the streaming radar this week. Yeah, I think I so, say. too. I think he's a better option than most just based on his skill level and weapons. Yep. I yep. think. I, and they're playing a big division game. But it's at noon. We have to remember. No, it's, it's 3.30. Oh, shit. It's, but it's not prime time. Oh, shit. Okay. As long as it's not prime time, we're It's good. not prime time. So, 
Um, no, I Kirk, Thielen, Jefferson, uh, Cook. That's it for the Vikings offense. I mean, that's those are the obvious ones, and I think they're all startable. Mm-hmm. I'm starting Aaron Rodgers for sure from Green Bay's side. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Vikings' pass defense was atrocious last year, and they really didn't get much better this year. I'm a big Bob Tanyan guy this week. I think the red so. zone's going to get dicey without Lazard there. Yeah, you take Lazard out of that. I think Cobb's probably their reading leading receiver this week. I think without Lazard, and now that Adams is gone. I think this week it's all he's got, and he said, "I mean, listen to Aaron in weeks past, bitch, about how receivers are running the wrong routes and doing things like that, and they're not going to get the ball if they continue to do things like that." Who's one guy he's always trusted and brought him back to Green Bay twice? Randall Cobb. I think Aaron Jones is a fucking smash play this week. Yep. Um, I I have concerns season long about his split with AJ Dillon and what that's going to look like, but he's going to get work in the passing game this week. Especially with Lazard out, that's just one more guy that's not going to take targets. Um, I think Aaron Jones is going to score at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm, and I think he's going to probably have eight targets. I'm comfortable with Jones as my RB one this week, and I'm comfortable starting AJ Dillon at the flex. Yeah, I am, I am too. Yep, I think they're going to be run heavy with uh, with the lack of receiving talent that they defense have. wise. I just think they both have too many options, and the quarterbacks are good enough that I just stay away from the matchup. I don't know yeah. that I hate it, but I would just stay away from. I it. don't. For for the defenses on on either side of this game, I don't hate either matchup. I I don't love either matchup enough to start them though. I think there's better options that you can pick up on the waiver wire. I agree. So I'm I'm out on both defenses. And here we are to the primetime game. Final two. Uh repeat of week one last year, which was a hell of a game actually. Tampa Bay at Dallas. Uh Tom Brady doesn't love football anymore. It's where I'm I, at. I guess. But and what's... his wife doesn't love him. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly think Dallas steals this game. I do. I'm their defense can turn the ball over a lot. I don't think that they'll have as much sustained success as last year, but I do think they're still going to cause turnovers. I just don't think they're going to score as much. Yeah. And the two headed backfield and Zeke and Pollard, I love. Like we talked about last year, Zeke finished RB six and Pollard was as efficient as they came last yeah. year. I think that they'll be able to run the ball better than most teams can against Tampa Bay. And if that does, that frees up a passing game. That's pretty weak this year. Yeah. I um, passing defense. <clears throat> game. I think because Dallas has kind of lost some of the receiving options with Cooper being gone and Cedric Wilson being gone, the mm-hmm. offensive yeah, line is Cedric Wilson's a good. bigger loss than people think. The yeah. guy was a stud last year. He was a really good wide receiver for them. To be. Yeah. So I think you take those guys out of the equation and then the offensive line has also taken a step back. Tyron, yep. Tyron Smith is hurt again. Um, also I think Tampa's offensive line. Yeah, we'll get to that. But um, Dallas is, I think, going to have to lean more into the run this year than they have in the past. So I think that bodes well for both running backs. I agree. Zeke, I think, is the goal line guy because he's the more powerful runner. Yep. Pollard is not. He's not a between the tackles. No, not nearly sort as much. of he can do it, but he's not. He's more of a breakaway. He's more of a scat back. He's a pass catcher. He's quick and and I agree. He's elusive. He's not a power runner. I think Zeke's a goal line back and. If they weren't playing Tampa's really, really stout run defense, I would love both this week. Yeah. But because it's Tampa, I put both of them in the flex radar this sure. year uh, or for this game. Um, obviously, CeeDee Lambs should get t- tons of targets. Dalton Schultz should be great this week. Dak, I would say, is back-end starting mm-hmm. level for me, back-end quarterback one. I think some upside, but I I do have concerns. Yeah, I'm right um, there with you, especially but, against that defense. I'm... Trying to decide what I think about the Bucks passing game this this year now. Um, um, Godwin's 
a question mark, though. It'll be decided. I think Mike Evans is still going to get his like he always does. Mike Evans is going to be, I think, I think he's going to lead the league in touchdowns for receivers. I year. think playoff Lenny needs to be playoff Lenny week one. I think yeah. going forward, that run game has to be successful if they're going to have any sustained yes. type of success. And I don't think that it's going to with the injuries to the offensive line. Their offensive line, line is, is fucked up. And man. with that being said, Tom Brady is not getting any younger. And I don't. He's great at getting rid of the ball quick, but I think it's going to be a lot of quick slant routes, and I think that's going to benefit more guys like the Scotty Millers of the world. Here's here's my thoughts on Brady uh, this year. I do think that this turbulence that people are talking about with him and Giselle is real. I do think that's happening. Um, I don't think that if his play isn't up to Tom Brady level this year, it's not going to be because he's 45 and his body's falling apart. I think he takes too good a care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um for that to happen, I do think physically he's going to be able to play the position. I'm just concerned about like, okay, what's this off the field shit going to be like for him? And I think two things could happen. He could fall apart because he's not invested and he didn't, maybe didn't want to play this year or whatever, whatever happened behind yeah, something we don't know. Of um, so that you could go I think him. he could fall apart or in classic Tom Brady fashion, he could use this as his sort of outlet yep. and fucking tear the league up <laughs> and go for 5,000 yards again. I mean, again. he already did. He's done that, though, <clears throat> he's, so many times. He's done it before, and which is why I wouldn't be shocked if he leans into this and says, all right, this is my escape from my Shut fucking shitty yeah. off yeah, right. my shitty off-field life right now. And I'm just gonna go fucking ham on the league and win another Super Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna have this one good year as opposed to the next twenty <clears throat> good ones with my wife because I'm gonna get divorced after this. There's I do think there's a wide range of outcomes with Brady. However, if he plays the way I kind of want him to, I think he's gonna light it up. I think he's gonna be a great quarterback again this year. And I that's why. I, and we won't know until Week One happens. And yeah. here's the thing: I've bet against him too many times and been proven wrong too many times i won't do it you're again. you're not the only one i that that's why i think mike evans leads the league in touchdowns yeah. gronk is out he's the big red True. zone target True. now i think this it feels like i'm being outlandish but i legit think he's gonna finish with somewhere near 15 touchdowns yeah i don't think that's outlandish um i just that's that's just my gut so yeah um, defensively, I would start Dallas. I was just going to cut you off before you say you wouldn't start anyone. I would start Dallas. Their offensive line's horrible. I think they're going to get pressure on the quarterback. Brady has turned the ball over more than he has in years past, but he doesn't turn the ball over a shit ton. But I think with the pressure, he's going to make quick throws to avoid himself getting hit. And I think that's where you run into problems. I was going to say I would probably start both. Hmm? Um, the Bucks offensive line, you mentioned it. They're not good right now. Um, Brady, I think, will find ways to get the ball out quick, but I think they're going to struggle to run the ball, I think, which is going to bog the offense down if if Brady can't move it on his own through the air. And Godwin isn't going to be Godwin level right off the bat. And they, granted, they've got options, but um, I think the Cowboys' defense could be fine. Uh, um, starting, I would say, top 12 defense this week. I don't know where exactly I would put them in the pecking order. And then on the other side, Bucks' defense – is very, very good. They were good last year. They're still going to be good this year. They're really good against the run. They should be able to stop the the running game at Dallas. Like like we mentioned, the Dallas offensive line is not what they've been in the past. And they've got some decent pieces in their defensive backfield too. I don't think they're going to completely shut down CeeDee Lamb, but I think they'll be able to slow him down enough and get pressure on the quarterback enough with a weak offensive line that – there's, they're going to be startable as well, just based on you know sacks and a potential for a turnover here or there. So I honestly, I'm good with starting both. 
I I could be talked into it, but if I have to lean between one or the other, I'm going Dallas for sure. If I had to pick one, I, I would be on the other side of that. I'd pick Tampa. Okay, fair enough. All right, with that being said, let's roll into the primetime game, the revenge game A of Russell Wilson. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. All right, Denver at Seattle. I think that's forty to zero. Yeah, I think I think Russell Wilson's throwing it for like unlimited touchdowns. This yeah, week. I'm not starting anyone. Not even DK Metcalf on Seattle side. I am completely out. Rashad Penny maybe, but I don't know that I, I'd have to be talked into it and have no other running back help. That's the only way I'm starting anyone on Seattle this week. I'd start Penny and DK. DK on the off chance that he gets garbage time, something. Yeah, that's the only. Really, um, but he's gonna have Sertain on him. Yeah, and I guess you might just strictly on the garbage time sort of argument. Yeah, you might be sure. able to talk me into Lockett. Yeah, uh, but I'm I do not, not like Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I do you could like maybe him. talk me into DK just based on garbage time, but I do think Seattle's gonna get tossed. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be pretty, and I think Russell Wilson's gonna kill him. I think. I, yeah, I think he's. And I think. Th- I think they're throwing in the in the fourth quarter up thirty. I, I think they're <laughs> still throwing. I think he's got four touchdowns. I think it's a statement game and like a you. This is what you could have had kind of yeah. a thing, and you fucked up. Basically, it's a Pete Carroll spike game. Yep, I I kind of agree. I think both wide receivers, Judy and Sutton. Yep, are, I I'm think, there for that. Javante, yeah. I'm there for everyone on Denver. I think both Sutton and Judy score this week. I'd even start Melvin. <laughs> you could as a flex. In the flex, I yeah. would. Yeah, and he's probably going to take some of the goal line work anyway. Yeah, on a really yeah. Good if offense. you have anyone so on Denver this week. Fire them up. Yeah, put your head on your pillow and rest fucking sound because you're in good shape. Yep, I agree. Uh, Broncos defense, I am also starting. Yeah, Broncos country, let's ride, boy. They should be shutting this shit down. Yeah, I don't know that this will look like an NFL game when it's all said and done. No, Seattle's going to, I think, to use your phrase that you said earlier, going to get the fucking brakes beaten off Mm -hmm. of them by by Denver. Yeah, it's going to be bad. it, It should not be close. And if it is, it's a huge disappointment for Broncos fans, even if you win. Um, if you win by a touchdown, I don't feel good about it. I feel horrible. That's a loss to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's essentially a loss. To I me. mean, you're gonna take the W in the wood. In that's the like column, it's like it's, parring. Uh, it's like parring a par five in a scramble. I mean, you, you did it, <laughs> but you don't feel fucking good about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So with that, I think we're covered on all of week one's. We have matchups. talked about every game. Uh. Here we go to Top our little our little segue. Uh. I'll let you go first with all three of yours. What are your week one shine, pine, and borderline players? So yeah, real quick before I get into it, I will mention, and you'll you'll pick this up. Um. We're gonna cut down our shine pines and borderlines from what we did last year. Last year we would take each position, we'd go a player or two, maybe three from each spot, and run down the list and make that an entire episode. What we're going to try to do this year is cut it down to one player in each category, maybe two um, at any position, just to cut down on time. And so we can try to cover some other, you know, weekly matchups and just other shit and try to keep things less, uh, more fresh, less stale, just so it's not the same fucking segment. Um, and we're, we're going to keep track to see how good we are. Um, so that said, you yeah, it's going to be a little bit shorter. We'll save it for the end of the episode uh, like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So uh, week one, my shine. Uh, Jameis Winston. I love me some Jameis this I week. Don't I think. Hate it. I think. You know, I'm higher than most on him, though. Yeah, I I, I like Jameis for the season anyway. Yeah, and he knows how to throw the football. It's he just knows whether or not it's to his team or not. And he knows how to eat those W's. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they're they're gonna. You tell me you root for this guy over Russell Wilson. Oh hell yeah! This guy doesn't value, but Russell Wilson does. 
you gotta like Janus. Come on, <laughs> you got. He's honestly. How do you? Yeah, do you did the in the. Did fucking you see the anatomy clip yeah, of him? Dude, he's, he's talking about like you got you got to loosen up your wrists, your so, elbows, and like he's a walking meme. The body, the body <laughs> symmetrical. You know, you think about your ankles. What what's your ankles and wrists? It's the same thing. Guy's like, fucking hilarious. Dude's fucking funny. I love listening to James talk. And the thing is, he's dead serious. Oh, he <laughs> like, is, there's yeah. no part about that where he's trying to troll. Yeah. He means every word. And it's funny because the things he says are just so like out there they're they're out there and they're kind of dumb but he says it and he says it now because he's gotten older and he's been through the league and he's been through the process it's he comes off like he's more mature even though what he's saying is kind of stupid yeah mm-hmm. but you but you know what he means it's like a kid thought process yeah. explained by an adult yeah, yeah right <laughs> but it feels like he's matured as an actual human being Absolutely. which is which is actually good for him because he was a very sort of immature individual when he came yeah. out. he had lots of problems anyway and a lot of seafood yeah a lot of crab in his pockets um we uh, we talked about this game earlier. I think I think that New Orleans should easily handle Atlanta, um, and I think that Michael Thomas will come back and play. I think he's going to have something to prove, um, provided he doesn't re-aggravate his hamstring problem, which you know could easily happen. Uh, but I do think Jameis eats in this game. Yeah, um, I agree. I think as far as like streaming radar, he's probably my best. He's my favorite streamer of the week. I think he's going to have a top eight to ten finish this year or this week easily and could be even higher than that just based on the 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 matchup so no yeah i agree first shine for me uh my my bench i'm i'm pining the shit out of Brees hall this week yep um we alluded to this earlier when we talked about this game big oof yeah um between the jets insisting that they're going to split carries and then they're playing the baltimore run defense they're going to get the shit kicked out of them they should be abandoning the run by the second quarter um I just I don't see any upside for Brees Hall. I I know you probably invested a fourth round pick in him, maybe even a third round pick if you really were were or not it. if you went wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, like you, you I know you invested a fairly high pick in him and you might feel like me where I think by the end of the season he's going to be a really good asset. Um this is not the week to do it. Just tell yourself bench. you're in the same point. At, you're at the same point as the New York Jets. You yeah, I mean, wasted a high pick on him, but you're not going to get the return right away. I would rather start Penny this week for this for fucking Seahawks than I would Brees Hall against Baltimore. I just think I think they're going to get the shit kicked out of him. I think he's yeah. going to be not not a good asset. So I agree. Uh, my last one, we I I talked about this or I alluded to this earlier as well. Um, my borderline, Josh Jacobs. See see what he did there. Now guys, <clears throat> go back and listen. So, see he threw yep. the word borderline in there. Yep, we're gonna. That guy's fucking hilarious. You remind gonna, me of me. <laughs> We're gonna oh, classic fucking old man. <laughs> We're gonna circle back to that because I I mentioned this earlier. I don't know how to feel about him. I think this game could have shootout potential. Not to say that it will. Um, the reason he's on my borderline list week one is because if you ask, I think if you ask a hundred different fantasy players their thoughts on Josh Jacobs, it's gonna be about a fifty fifty split of I think he's dog shit and I think he's gonna be under the radar. Dude. Yep. And that's exactly how I feel about him this week because I think if this game does go into shootout territory, he could be very, very valuable. And like I mentioned, last year, before they made their improvements on the defense, this Chargers run defense was fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. And if it's a scheme thing, you know, even though they added some bodies and some good talent, if they just aren't great as far as scheming against the run, I think Jacobs could eat. Um, That said... Chargers have also gotten better, a lot better on paper defensively, um, which is why I'm totally up in the air on Jacobs. I have no idea what to think about him. I do think season season long, I don't hate him, actually. I do think he's going to be the goal line back there. Yep. 
So I think he's a fine RB3 flex, whatever. Um, and I'm okay with you starting him this week. But I just truly, I don't know what the outcome is with this week with Jacobs. So there he is. That's my uh, that's my borderline. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So when it comes to my week one, I have two shines. Uh, we've kind of, we actually really, I've kind of covered most of them. So I'll just briefly cover over again. Uh, my week one first shine is the Broncos in general. I think that this yeah. is the definition of a revenge game. I think anyone on the Broncos lineup, like we said, is an absolutely viable starter. And I think that everyone's going to come out with a game that you're happy with. Uh, the second shine that I have is Robert Tanyan. And a level where there that. is three or four elite tight ends and everybody else just kind of falls off. His opportunity this week with the injuries to wide receiver and playing Minnesota, who isn't phenomenal against the tight end, but not horrible by any means. I think that Aaron's going to lean on what's got him there in years past. And Robert Tanya in the red zone, I think two years ago, he had 11 touchdowns, is a big factor of it. And touchdown dependency on a tight end is what splits the top six from the bottom six. And I think that he's very, very much in prime position to finish as a top five tight end this week. Yeah. I think he could get there. Um, I, I I love that pick. Uh, I think you, you take Lazard out of that offense, and it's like he's got to throw to somebody. My week one pine. Um, a lot of these I actually made this point during the season, so or during the episode, so I will just kind of briefly touch on him again. Uh, my week one pine is Brandon Cooks. Like I said, Stefan Gilmore is going to lock him down. That's a division game. They have nobody else. Yeah, uh, da- I think Damian Pierce is not going to be able to get it done on the ground against that front seven. And when Davis Mills looks to throw, Brandon Cooks was a safety net last year, and he's gonna, it's going to be a lot of the same this year again, and I don't think he's going to be there for him. No, he's probably going to get the Gilmore is a big-bodied guy who can also run. If you get safety help over the top, I think he's just going to bully him at the line, and he's not even going to be able to get into some of his routes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just I love Brandon Cooks, and I think he'll be just fine this year, not this week. And my week one borderline is a big question mark for me based on James Robinson getting cleared, and it's... Travis Etienne Jr. Um, Their run defense is solid, but he has more value than just a run first running back. He's a pass catcher as well. Trevor Lawrence obviously loves him and wants to use him. That was the plan last year before the injury happened. Washington's defense is really solid against the run, but we were way higher on him last year than we were this year, and they let us down. I don't know what if you're going to get a step forward from them or if they're going to be right around where they were, and that was kind of their ceiling last year. Yep. There's just a lot of question marks going into that game. The usage rates for both the running backs in Jacksonville is another big question mark for me. So I'm leaning Etienne over James Robinson here, but I don't know who it's going to be. So if I have better options, I'm sitting and waiting there. That's fair. Uh, Totally fair. Um, Yeah. Love it. With that Um, being said, week one is about to be in the books on Sunday. We got got week one in the books for us on our side of things. I'm excited Um, to see where we're at after week one. I'm super juiced. I'm I'm really excited to get back into the football swing of things, man. Fucking right, dude. It's good. It is a good It's a great time of year. Um, We'll get back to you. I know we've had a little bit of a gap here. Life, man. Lots of fantasy drafts. Lots of trips out of town doing shit. A lot shit. of fantasy got, drafts. Yeah, Holy shit. Got birthdays and shit thrown in, so it's been uh, it's been tough to get together and do oh, this. Oh, happy but, birthday, dude. Um, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, we'll get back to our regular, like, two episodes a week uh, going forward here so we can cover all the important shit um, that... Uh, that we all love to immerse ourselves in. Yeah. So. Once again, we appreciate y'all listening. 
this is what we do it for. I mean, granted, we love this regardless. We would probably do it if you weren't listening, but it really does make it that much better for us to know that people care enough to listen. So once again, we appreciate you and we will see you at the end of week one. Let's fucking go, baby.